that is the Gold Cup hero. Two of the most admirable chasers you could possibly wish to see. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Race Hour podcast brought to you with our friends at bookmakers.com and of course the tote.co.uk all the way through the national hunt season which is really drawing to the business end now of course. If you haven't already caught it go check out uh, bookmakers.com YouTube for the preview night of course in association with the tote. Um, the, my good self and Dermot Nolan was on the panel. Dermot you're here. Hello Dean how are you buddy? Good, mate. Good, and uh, the the um, preview night is flying away on YouTube. We seem to have we seem to have hit the algorithm, as they say. Hit the algorithm, yeah, whatever that actually means. But the um, we're people like it. I think that's what it means. Yeah, 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 yeah. All good, <laughs> all good. Thank God. And yeah, no, the uh, the preview night has become its own thing, really, isn't it? It's a completely separate entity, basically, to the podcast now. At this stage, it's uh, it's its own. Say, there's lots yeah. of people that watch that and go, "I'm never listening to that podcast." Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, Mikey Fogarty, <laughs> Dave Mullins are great, but geez, does does. Those two lads are fucking idiots. Uh, yeah. there, was some great, there was some great comments about it. One of them said, the lad closest to David Jennings, which obviously means me, um, needs needs to, to be sent a form book. I thought that was the kindest yeah, thing. Yeah, I got called a, I got called an overweight Gary Pallister, which was particularly um, <laughs> which was particularly vexing because Gary Pallister wasn't exactly the, uh, the slimmest man in the world. So uh, <laughs> I'll, have to get, I'll have to contact a personal trainer quite soon, I think. Someone sent me a private message going, your... Uh, your um, your attempt to become the Mark Owen in a Take That Tribute Band is going well. So, <laughs> <laughs> I took that one. There was no derogatory comments about Jamie Benson. Jamie Benson is no, back on here. How are you, Jamie? bastard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jeez, I, uh, I, I, my wife oversaw basically it like five seconds of the entire preview and it was me slagging off my CEO and she's rolled her eyes and said, Jamie, this is why you want a success. <laughs> <laughs> so, so other than that, it all went well. Yeah, I say you've sent in the clip to watch, but like you've picked the time because I think you can choose what time you want to start it on and you've just started it at the line yeah, after that. Exactly. Is, yeah. <laughs> but no, it was, it was, it was great crack. And uh, I'm looking forward to rewatching actually, because I've just, I've just, um, uh, go on Twitter there and see the, see race out tweet out a clip of Dermo chatting up Shambali Kid and I just remembered what a bloody good case he made for it and I was like shit yeah, what, what else have I forgotten the, <laughs> the price is still there yeah you spend the whole night kind of waiting for the nuggets there's plenty of them in there and uh, yeah that was definitely one of them it wasn't just him that liked it as well Mr Mullins liked it as well so um, yeah I think he stole it as your charity bet demo but you know uh, I, I, I was heartbroken but uh, I you, saw your face drop you persuaded me to uh, to stick with it as as a double salvo, Dean, yeah. You never would have forgiven yourself like, if you'd just gone, on oh, Nat Marine National, he falls out the back of the telly and Shambhali kid wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, look, we've got all that to come, of course. And uh, we are obviously sponsored by the Tote, home of the £1 million play spots every day of the Cheltenham Festival. That's my new go-to line. I, I can't wait to get stuck into them. Uh, Jamie, the Scoop 6 was one at the weekend. It was, it was. Some lucky fecker took home 130 grand. Um, for 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 their six winners, so fair play them. They're going for the, uh, I think it's about thirty grand in the um, in the bonus pool as well, which will be on the more battle at Kelso. So yeah. they can pick the winner. Um, I mean, they're they're probably one hundred and one to pick the unknown favourite, uh, which will be which will be Emmett Emmett Mullins's job, uh, which of sure. course which of course isn't the winner, but we'll get on to that later. 
Yeah, yeah, we will talk about the more battle later and uh, and and some connect some connections thoughts. Um, but yeah, I mean that's a value pick anyway. If they go and pick the unnamed favourite with that kind of money, well, so fair play to them. Good luck to them as well with that. Unfortunately, it didn't roll into Cheltenham. We could have got all excited about mega pools, but the pool will be back. It's back on this weekend, of course, and it will build. Um, we are doing the 250k guaranteed Newbury place pot this week uh, because it is Friday on here, and we will have a look at some of the other races, of course, involved in that scoop six. They come from Kelso and Doncaster including the Grimthorpe and the Moor Battle and stuff like that. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, one other thing, though, before we get stuck into that, Jamie, is that the uh, Tote Tender Follows reaching its substitution window. And I just realised I'm 4,000th. I, th- I reckon I can make it up. Yeah, well, I mean, don't forget also with the with the Tender Follow, um, you get you get bonus points for the for the price of, of the horse. So I seem right. to remember a couple of years ago, Liz Nagoroska was the highest scoring horse the whole season because he won the Stairs Hurdle, which is a bonus race at... So near enough a tote dividend, I think tote dividend was eighty-five to one or something like that. Whoa. So, you know, if you like me are in desperate need of uh, some some big points and big points against the field, there are way, ways of going about it. Um, I suspect I might sub inside the Burley and hope for a similar outcome. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Captain Guinness. That makes sense. Captain Guinness. Captain Guinness. There you oh, go. Oh, there you go. Actually, having, having said, I, I, I didn't get much uh, abuse for the for the uh, pre pre night. I got plenty for Nubia Negri. I got plenty. For yeah, I got plenty for Captain Guinness as well. Fair, fair <laughs> dues. I did. I did see myself halfway through that going. What am I really tipping up Captain Guinness? Fucking hell. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, you're looking like a genius, yeah. so everyone will just forget yeah. about it. What anyway, knows? Knows? so so yeah. <laughs> okay. You, you can you can you can sub in two horses. They start scoring points as soon as you sub them in. Um, and yeah. Try try and turn around the sinking ship in my case, or in in, in Dean's case, try and improve a an upwardly mobile stable. I reckon I can get there, man. My list looks all right. I'm gonna yeah. I'll talk about that as we get into Cheltenham when the first one goes in. Um, all right, let's let's crack on with this Newbury place pot then. Uh, the 140 is the first race. We've got some small fields here, so we're gonna need to be pretty clever. Um, the veterans handicap chase kicks us off at 140 uh, at Newbury on Saturday. Uh, only five runners in there. Mr. Malarkey is a, is a place pot dream. If he doesn't pull up, he comes second. So he'd be he'd be my shout, Demo. Yeah, in veteran traces, chases, I always like the rule of I like horses that are kind of dropping from a higher class as opposed to, you know, Cyclop. Yes, he's well in and he's in decent enough form, but I think he's trying to step up in these lads' grades. Like, Clotcap will, will really enjoy this company. I think the Rasher Counter will as well. So, Dean, I'd be suggesting putting three up, Mr. Malarkey, Clotcap, and the Rasher Counter. Um... But I am happy to go along with um, with ye of uh, of more. I don't have anything clever. <laughs> just, you, just, 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 just you two. <laughs> you, you've really shown yourself up there. Just, just two there, cleverer yeah. people. Yeah, there, yeah, that's fine. It's, it's yeah. Just two more intelligent people would have done. Uh, Jamie, what, what do you what do you think we should do? Uh, yeah, my my selection was going to be Dorasha Counter. Um, okay. Yeah, he's now four pounds lower than when he won the Hennessy. Um, he looked. Like he was sort of, re- he was running slightly back to himself last time before falling when beaten um, at Utoxeter. There are there are holes you'd say in most of these um, in various uh, ways, shape, oh, yeah. or form. And you know he's the outsider of the field. And for me, I wouldn't have him as that. So Darasha Counter would probably get my vote, but it's not a particularly confident one. 
Well, I mean, I'll tell you what I've done. I've written down one, two, and three because we've got two spots and we might have too many. If we do have to kick one out, it might be Dermot's cloth cap after he completely capitulated in his view there. So um, at the minute, one, two, and three go in. Let's talk about the um, the seniors handicap hurdle. Uh, Jamie, I'm going to come to you first because bold plans in here. And this has obviously been the plan. We've been messing around with it all season. Uh, the plan the plan is clear. Yeah, no, I mean... <laughs> I'd love to. I'd love to follow you in there. And uh-huh. the, the pair of the pair of us definitely have a small Rucker-related Evan Williams problem. But um, yeah, I'm I'm jumping ship and I'm going with Locks Corner. Um, okay. Who back in the day, a couple of seasons ago, was a sort of mid 140s. I think he won off 140 handicap chaser. Um, then just sort of lost his way a bit, but he's found his way again this season over hurdles. Uh, he's uh, won two and been second once to Blenkinsop. Um, last time out he ran over three mile one it was just a bit far for him I think he's back to two and a half in very similar conditions to when he won air just before Christmas uh, that was off mark one two three he's off one two seven here I suspect he's probably able to 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 run well off that mark um, and in a very open looking race um, I probably have him on my side okay number three locks corner for Jamie Demo did you like something in here I mean there's a bit more to get your teeth into yeah, a phrase that I say quite often to you, Dean. Uh, what's wrong with you would be my um, my my fancy here. He's um, he's a horse who he he beat Hunter's Call very well at Otoxeter back in April, and then at Christmas time he actually ran an eye catching enough race at Kempton. That's a decent enough handicap there, um, and he really flew through late on. Luca Morgan takes over the young jockey that they kind of got himself a bit muddled up, um, and. Of a mark of 119, I just think there's 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 still more to come from this horse. I know he's nine years old, but he just never quite got there. Ben Pauling's having a much better season than he has in recent years. And just in a low-grade enough affair for a Saturday um, hurdle, I think what's uh, what's up with you is a decent uh, a decent better deal. Okay, okay. Uh, what's up with you and Locks Corner can go in? Like, how you can leave Bold Plan out, considering won this race last year, and we all know that it's there's a plan in there somewhere. Um yeah, I don't know. I put yeah, like you know, this is the day. Yeah, I did say I mean, that last time it ran. Yeah, no, but this should. Be, I mean, he's only three pounds higher than when he won it last year. You know, that, yeah. it would be a very Evan Williams thing to do. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe it's uh, Lots Corner. What's up with you? And then a win only saver on Bold Plan. Fine. I'll be back in bold plan for sure. I'm also yeah. tipping it on bookmakers.com, so everyone can oh. go in there and read the case made for it. It just says this is obviously the day. That'll do. Um, all right, let's let's move on from the two ten. Uh, let's head to the two forty five, which is the uh, the handicap chase, a uh, premier handicap chase indeed. And uh, Dem, I don't need to tell you, I think Zanza's probably going to win. <laughs> Dean, I would have fallen off my chair here, genuinely. <laughs> Had you put something else up? Um, yeah, look, it's you take two views here. Either one is that the top two are just you know the best horses in this race, which they are, and that they can give weight all round and comfortably do it. And then you're fine. The only fear I'd have, I, I'm happy to row him behind Zanza as well, sorry. But, but the only fear I'd have is that uh, a few of these Venetia horses can just take out and just keep going. You know, that that uh, Jim Arande, I'm going to say, that beat Warlord quite well last time. Um, that's decent enough form. And, you know, her horses can, can just sometimes hit the ground running like this and, and they just fly off. But overall, uh, Zanza has improved this season, obviously, now. I'm still not sure how good that form is from last time because I, I don't know how much those... Yeah, it's dubious, all right. Yeah, how yep. much those Nicholas horses wanted that win. But still, look, 12 stone, giving away weight here I, I, with, alongside Paint the Dream. I, I'd be happy enough to follow you here, Dean. 
Fair enough. I mean, Sansa's record at Newbury, I think, is one six one one one. So, Jamie, it goes in the place part. Yeah, yeah, I think you've got to. I don't think, you know, is he is he the best handicapped horse in this race? He might be one of the worst handicapped horse in this race, but it yeah. doesn't really yeah. matter for him around Newbury, does it? Um, no. You know, he was £15 wrong when winning last time. So, you know, at least he's running off his actual mark here. Um, I mean, I, I, I liked Gemma Rond as well, um, as well as Derma. He... I, at this uh, preview night a couple of weeks ago, um, I was sitting on the table with the connections of, of Gemma Rond and they were keen to get a prize for him at, at, at Cheltenham in the plate, um, despite the fact he would need to win this to get in. Um, so they, they seem to think he is well able and up to both. He looked a promising, well they, well, they were hoping he'd be a promising horse when he was younger, but there's never quite followed through on it as a novice hurdler. They've taken a bit of time to, to figure him out, but you know, decent ground around two and a half miles on a galloping track like Newbury, I think is absolutely his cup of tea. And although he's won and gone up quite a few pounds, it's probably more just that he started on completely the wrong mark rather than this being the upper end of his uh, his ability, if you see what I mean. So, yeah, Gemeron yeah. would be my, my selection. But, uh, yeah, leave out Zanza at your peril, I'd say. Yeah, that okay. Is, um, well, uh, Dean, that's 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 a proper bit of info there on Gemma Rand, isn't it? I'm putting it in. I, I totally agree. I'm putting <laughs> that's it in. That's a serious like, bit of know, info, to be fair. I'm putting that in. They, they don't mind taking a penalty and going to Cheltenham. I mean, Venetia in those handicaps, she doesn't run them for the sake of it. So, okay. Um, all right, Santa and Gemma Rand or Gemma Rande go into the 245. Uh, then we get to the handicap hurdle, the 325. Uh, we're going to get eight in here, hopefully, no non-runners. So we got three places to play with. Demo, what do you like? Um, yeah, this, it's a real who's who of wrongs, isn't it? But um, <laughs> the um, the one horse that like has to have more in his locker is Glorious Zoff. And I know he's a huge price here for, well, not huge, sorry, he's 20 to 1, but for Glob Ryan. Mm. He can't be gone this far wrong, Dean, at, at six years old. Like, he was fourth behind Autumn Evening at Lestole. That's a good horse under Jamie. He was um, quite quietly fancy. Now, he, he not for 33 to 1, but I remember Keith Dunhu that year was was taught he was a good ride. Glorious off and a Fred Winter. Um, I just think um, he he's just quite a big price here considering his back form. Something must seriously be wrong, but... Uh, I don't think there's there's much going on there at the front of this market, so I'd be happy to take a flyer here, Dean, on uh, on glorious off. Yeah, all for that. No, no problem with me. I think, like you know, the way this field is lining up, it's going to be seven to two, four to one. The field there's only eight of them in there, so you can probably make a case for the lot of them, Jamie. What do you like? Yeah, I might. My, my, I mean, I actually really see the the, the case for glorious off. He just looks like a smart. He's he's still only six, you know. Off a mark of one two two at the moment, you've got to think there's headroom in that, and he could just pop up at a massive price. Uh, they're not really a punting yard, the O'Brien yard, uh, so he might still be, go off the price, you know. Uh, but so I would, I would not rule him out. Uh, the one I like would be probably Black Poppy. Um, she, she, yeah, no, he, he. I always get confused. Uh, it's like the, that's like uh, old Kitty's light. Always thinking that's a, a mare. That's right. The names can throw you, man. Yeah, well, exactly. never accept, that's not a mare ever. Yeah. <laughs> I saw an article with Christian Williams with him with him calling it uh, the horse a her. So I think even the trainer <laughs> thinks it's a mare. But um, yeah, I like, I, I like Black Poppy. Uh, he won the, he won this race last year off one thirteen. He's one nineteen, so he's still up a bit for for that. But he's likely raced since. Uh, good ground. He's won twice on. Um, two and a half uh, sorry 
it two and a half miles last time was just too far on soft ground at, at, at New Year's and Black Poppy, I think, go, goes well here and is a, the type for a place pot as well. Okay, fine. Um, so that is Glorious Soft and Black Poppy. If we were going to put a third one in there, it would be one more for the road for me, for Neil King and Bryony Frost. Um, but I'm, I'm not like in any way wedded uh, to that selection. So six and seven, uh, we take a little bit of a chance there, but I think we'd probably be okay with three places. We get to the four o'clock, which is the fifth leg of this play spot, um, and it's a novice's handicap hurdle. Um <sighs> I'm assuming Matata is going to be pretty popular, is it? Demo? Yeah, yeah, it would have to be. I mean, um, you know, the even people who, who even like the song, like Kuna Matata would probably <laughs> like it as well, you know. Um, but the, yeah, so like... Yeah. Every, everything else will overpay on the type, by the way. Yeah, because, yeah, of course. Because this will just get back to on course. Of course it will. The only people dare, dare with a child, I, 100%. Um, I actually thought that, um, A, Johnny Burke is writing... Out of a skin at the moment, uh, so I tend to be drawn to him anyway. But uh, Don Perry was very, very good last time for Daryl Jacob. Now that wasn't um, much of a race down down there at Suttle, but Daryl Jacob's fantastic at preserving a horse's mark. In my opinion, in winning rides, because he he never he kind of lets them win by just enough. He always knows exactly the kind of right thing to do. Now you'd obviously prefer that. You obviously don't like the fact that he's got off here, but he's had to get off. Obviously, that's his, his retained rider. I think the price differential between Matata and Don Perry is quite a lot here, considering the weight being given away. Uh, Huey Morrison doesn't hang on to an awful lot who go on to uh, jump, so that's nearly a tip in itself. So Don Perry here for me, Dean. I'm very happy to uh, take on the favourite, who, who to my eye looks a bit of a wrong one. Yeah, fair enough. I, I like Don Perry too. I think you made a good case for it. Jamie, what did you think? Yeah, here Don Perry is in my my shortlist of two. Like, I had, there's a whole load of really quite average form in this, isn't there? Like, I was going through it all, trying to find the the sort of cross form or the novice hurdle or the maiden hurdle that worked out, and there just aren't really any. Um, the closest I got was with was with Poncho. He yeah. was third to Isla Demu, who admittedly let that form down uh, in a bumper. But then his two maiden hurdles. He was second behind Celtic Art, who's he was beaten at length and quarter that day. Celtic Art's now rated, I think, around 120. Um, so, and then he second time out, he won at Plumpton, uh, and he beat Tapley, who's rated like 114. So, basically, he's just a mid one one teens, probably 120 horse. Um, however, that form is more solid than any of the others in this. And although he's got to give a bit of weight away, I probably like him to run a solid race. And again, it's quite classically place pop. But for, for sort of win only purposes, I, I'm happy to go along with the Don Perry shout as well. Um, I think. Yeah, I mean, would we be brave well. here? Would we be brave and put Don Perry in as an app with two places? I mean, that's super brave, isn't it? Uh, I wouldn't be. I would, I would be keen to have two in here. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, Poncho would have been probably where I'd gone. And I think we do want to take on this Matata because it's going to be everywhere. So, all right, that makes Don Perry and Poncho, which give us two in there. Now, this pot is building. I I don't want to push anyone for a nap in the last, but we are kind of getting to that stage. I I do have my nap in the last, to be fair. Oh, okay. Well, you can kick us off. The 4.35, then, is this handicap chase. Again, novices handicap chase. There's only six in it, so I'm assuming the nap is a good thing, Jamie. That's what it should be. What is it? I do. Well, I do think so. Well, not, not, not necessarily a good thing, but, um, <laughs> but, 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 
but Neil, I've learned my lesson. <laughs> Neon Moon. Um, yeah, yeah, fantastic. Me too. Yeah, go on, Jimmy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he's been second last twice. And when he was second at Taunton uh, that day, I still can't believe he got beat. Uh, Connections, I know, he had a decent go at him that day. And he was all over the winner and just literally shut up shop about half a furlong from home and got collared somehow. I mean, I don't know what he would have traded in the run, but it would have been a short old price. And then Ascot last time, he just got done by an incredibly, by Captain Orr, who when he is on form is just a very well handicapped horse, um, as he proved, proved that day. And if you take Captain Orr out, I mean, I always hate doing that, but you know, he beat, he beat a lot of very good horses. Um, some well handicapped horses that I like, you know, likes of Phoenix Way, and the, I think even the Wolf has a big one in him uh, when the time comes. And all of that points to a horse that's in really good form. He's unchanged for that second. He's still off one two five uh, in significantly uh, weaker company, and I think he just goes and wins this. Love that because that's exactly what we needed. That's exactly what we needed at the end. Um, okay, all right. Here, here's him. Here's the maths for you. Okay. Jamie, so you can you can be on the on calculator watch here, but I think we went with three in the first. We went with Mister Malarkey, the Rasher Counter, and Cloth Cap. So that's three. Then we went with two in the second, which was Locks Corner and What's Up with You. Then we went with two in the next, which was Zanza and Gemerond. And then we went with um, Glorious Soft and Black Poppy in the next. We ended up with Poncho and Don Perry in the fifth leg. And then we've napped in the last. I make it 48 bets, but, you know, I've got it wrong lots yeah, of times. Yeah, certainly is. So that's fine. All right. Okay. So we're in. All right. That's fine. Um, yeah. I don't know which way that will go, that that pool, because we probably need stuff like Matata to come out. Um, need a couple to come out, won't we, Jamie, to get that one to be anything. Yeah. I reckon you'll get a few nons there, though, and yeah. um, which, will, which will trim some of those placings down a bit. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah. No, I think that's gonna, I think that's a tough enough pot to win now. Fair enough. Well, we've had a go. It will be up on bookmakers.com. Of course, uh, probably once you listen to this podcast, it will be there. And uh, fingers crossed we can, we can go and grab it. Now, let's talk about a couple of the other races in the Scoop 6. We covered a couple that were at Newbury. Uh, the 150 at Kelso, Jamie. We have to come to you first. Colonel Mustard is running in here. For those that don't know, uh, you have a little bit of an interest in this horse in the Moor Battle. Yeah, I'm the Colonel. Uh, you know, I, I have an entire 2.5% ownership of, uh, of the Colonel with, with Lorna. Um, One ear. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he He's in rude health. Uh, this hasn't necessarily been the plan all season in that we went chasing with him just to see how that went. But this has always been in the back of our mind that after the county last year where he was second, uh, sorry, third to uh, State Man and First Street, both of whom were 10, 15 pounds minimum clear of their mark. So unlucky. Yeah, exactly. And we, we always knew that if we posted away back to that uh, off a similar mark, we would we would be in pretty good shape. Uh, he went. He went chasing. Didn't necessarily love it. Didn't hate it. You know, was was sort of carving his way out over it. But we just thought, you know what, uh, we can go chasing him with him next year. He's still a novice, so let's go back hurdling. Um, and then the more battle made sense. Um, you know, potentially going for the for the hundred grand bonus if we can win this. He's like I say, in rude health at home, absolutely bouncing. Um, I think on all known form, he's the best handicapped horse in the race, just on a pure form basis. There are, you know, others that are more unexposed, but there's no way to read that county form without thinking that one four three, you know, massively underestimates uh, our lad, who has also a lot of graded hurdle form back in the day as well, with all sorts of uh, big names like Echoes, oh, yeah. and, Echoes and Rain and 
and uh, and the like. So yeah, no, I, there's a rambling way of me saying trying to put forward a, a form case when my heart is just telling me go on the channel, have have your day in the sun. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I mean, this is a good pot to win. And if you win, you'll go with a penalty to the county, and you'll be happy enough yeah. to pick up a pot without and, worrying about the county at that point. Exactly. And and yeah, we'd have uh, Kieran Buckley claiming three. If he does pick up a penalty, um, it's only five. And, you know, with five claiming three, we'd be five pounds higher than when we when we were third in it last year against, um, I'd say, a weaker field. So, And that's if we were to win. This pot is worth the same as the as the county, remarkably. So, Amazing. you know, yeah, yeah, you'd be gutted to leave behind your county hurdle at the Moor Battle. But also, if we win the Moor Battle, then, geez, it's already a great season, isn't it? Absolutely right. Yeah. Um, no, I, th- I think it's enterprising to, to have a crack at this on the way there. Why not? Um, yeah, Kieran Buckley will ride. Demo, was it your pick for the race? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the McTeague is just the people jumping on the Paul Byrne, Emmett Mullins angle. Uh, he's the If you put those colours on my dog and entered it in this, it would be short enough, I reckon. <laughs> literally, literally. And look, Paul Byrne is a genius and this, uh, and so is Emmett. So this could well be just another absolute perfect file but I don't think they were banking when they would have made this plan that a horse as good as uh, Colonel Mustard was going to come along um, as well you know the year that uh, Shunter won this race it was a uh, Alan Colley was riding it really wasn't a great renewal so I think Paul Byrne sure. tipped an awful lot of people off to this notion that this could be done um, Lauren Murphy a uh, uh, trainer yeah no look completely on uh, on team Benson and team Mustard <laughs> I like that. Like McTeague has only been beaten, I think, 119 lengths since last two starts. So you know, know all the clues are there. That's probably a bigger tip, isn't it? All the clues yeah. are there. That's what yeah. I said. Um, yeah, uh, and it will go off short enough. I think Colonel Mustard definitely represents a bit of value in here. And yeah, let's let's get, let's get behind it. I, you know, I'm gonna probably help you out, Jamie, by telling everyone that I like dear Mark. And uh, I do think that that will come forward a lot for Sam Thomas and Adam Wedge. But me liking that is only going to help the chance of Colonel Mustard, I think. So, um, <laughs> Although he does have to carry the extra penalty of me thinking he has a good form chance. So, you know, maybe it balances out. <laughs> okay. Well, look, all eyes on that. Fingers crossed for you. And, uh, and you can roll into the, into the county with the more battle check in your pocket. And that's going to be something else. So it's a very exciting weekend ahead. Um, of course, Emmett Mullins is also bringing Ferrin Illy. Ferrin Illy uh, with Donna Myler on board for the uh, Novices Hurdle, the Grade 2. This is also part of the Scoop 6, I believe, 225 at Kelso. Um, they might have a better chance with that one, Dermo, than the other one, I think. Uh, they've, to be fair, they probably have a great chance with both of them. Um, but this, um, I would definitely be back in Ferranilly uh, here. Um, again, would be quite like them to put a red herring into the other race to absolutely smash this lad. <laughs> um, but it's it's a very good race. But like like I, I I don't know. I personally think on the most part, apart from the likes of Hermes Allen, that the Irish novices are a little bit ahead. Um, fair and Lily. Well, this one's going to give a big boost to fact to file, isn't it? Fact to file, <laughs> or like like if if this does get the favour beaten, then there's massive question marks about um, about the the Tamora's form going into the Supreme as well. So th- uh, this is quite telling now for the whole season overall. Uh, wouldn't be going too mad, but at the prices, Emmett Mullins, Dunham Myler, and Fair and Lily, I'd be happy to uh, to back them. Yeah, sure. I, it's going to be very popular. The double will be popular as well, Jamie. Yeah, I, and I I do agree that the 
Irish novice form is significantly stronger than the British novice form. But this is Irish bumper form. Uh, exactly. Which, uh, you know, this is his uh, hurdles debut, which is quite <laughs> quite hectic uh, in a grade two. So as much as, you know, he can have all sorts and his bumper form is with top horses, including the champion bumper winner, Factor File. Uh, That's the one. Yeah. Um, I'm keen to just maybe take on the front of the market a bit. Uh, Colonel Harry, I l- like as a solid option, but is he going to turn around form with the main line? I'm not sure. It's just a bit too much of direct trade on that Tollworth form. The, the one I do like of the English, uh, who I think has got the potential to cause a bit of a shock, would be Look Away. He, uh, he, his bumper form at Aintree last season was, was excellent with Hullen back. That got turned around on hurdles on his second run. However, I think he's just been caught out by the slightly softer ground. Uh, it's just taking him a bit of time to figure out his job over hurdles. And if he does so, he's clearly got a big old engine on him. So although he's got loads of final officials, I think he could spring his prize at a big price. And and also, you know, I would say this, but don't don't forget about Banjax uh, for, for Lorna. He's He's got form uh, with Willie Mullins' hot pot from last time called Ho My Lord. Uh, he travelled beautifully that race and then just got picked up later on by a, a clearly potentially graded horse. And although he hasn't won, you know, he brings a high level of form. Uh, in the in the it's Irish, <laughs> not necessarily in the it means anything as of yet. So he's not he's not just coming over for the for the good weather. Um, don't get me wrong; it's help it's helpful for for Colonel to travel over with one of his mates. But yeah, he comes from a good family. Banjax his uh, his mum was a sister to Banjax girl, who in turn was the dam of Lamilos, who won the the uh, Hennessy. So you know the stamina in there. He's up to two mile two. I think that should see. Uh, he'll be better when he goes further, but that's a very long way of me saying uh, look away and banjaxed. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, no, no, but it's one of those races, though. I mean, there is there is so much in here that could change after the fact, and that we'll know which ones are coming forward and and what that Ferran Illy brings. Um, it's a fascinating race. I've noticed like three related doubles between the more battle and this one. You've got two colonels, you've got two burns, and you've got two lawners. So uh, yeah, you could. <laughs> You could get involved in lots point. of different ways. <laughs> you could get involved in such a lot of ways there, and someone's going to get it right. Um, okay, on to the three o'clock at Kelso handicap hurdle. There, uh, I have to say, uh, a race I didn't spend a lot of time on. Although I did notice Dallas the Pictons was in there after a wind up for Diane Sawyer and Henry Brook, and it's the outside of the field. But I'm not offering anything insightful there. Derma, did you have a fancy? This race is yeah. It would hurt your head, really, really would. Um, the one I quite liked is just to, f- to stick with the, the form angle here, um, as well as Santos Blue, but Dance with the Wind um, has just been very, very good so far. Harriet Graham, super, super trainer, um, and this horse has beaten the likes of Brentford Hope, and then beat Ginger Mail less than to prove that that wasn't a fluke, because one of 25 to one, and then one of 13 to eight, That's right. has just kind of kept going here. Um and uh, the switch of trainers from from just Harriet Graham to Harriet Graham and Gary Rutherford has really paid off. Um, so the um, <laughs> Jane to Nick Williams, yeah. it's all changed. So yeah, no, at five a five to one or so off this mark, it is just very good to just stick with the um, stick with the informed connection. Sometimes Dean and this horse, it looks that tight. Fair enough, fair enough, Jamie. Any views? Uh, nothing too strong. I was probably going to side with Nelson. He won on this card. He won the Grade Two Novice Hurdle last year. 
um, and he is rated one three five. If he comes back to himself, Nicky uh, Nicky Richards also won this race last year. So you'd think he probably fancies chances there, but it, it wouldn't be a strong opinion. Okay, fair enough. Three horses in there, all back after a first time wind up. We really are in the in the dregs of the pre Cheltenham oh. final race stuff. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough going. Uh, there is one more race we're going to talk about before we get close to the end. Uh, the the Grimthorpe handicap chase at Doncaster at three fifteen. I'd be very keen on. Does he know? Not quite. At this will win. Very keen, but I do think he outclasses plenty of these. If he's none the worse for that spin round behind uh, the aforementioned wonder horse that is Zanza. Um, I'd imagine. I imagine he'll be too good. Demo, do you agree? Uh, he's the most likely winner. But I thought, um, I thought at the weights, I thought Windsor Avenue was extremely interesting. Back on, oh no, you can't, uh, you can't do that to me. Back, back on good ground. I mean, mm. down, down to mark one hundred and forty. This is his ground. This is where he's produced his his best run to date as a racehorse. Um, yeah, it's all gone wrong he's, since. He's but that done, was, Demo. That was a bit of a step back last time, a little tiny bit of one. And yeah, I, I don't know, off a mark of 140 here for Ellison. Um, I'd be chancing him now 10 to 1 before I'd be chancing something that's shorter. Fair enough, fair enough. I mean, you know me. My love affair of Windsor Avenue goes back a long, long way. And it, and it did pay off at one point. But I do think he's gone. Although you're right, that run behind Cooper's Cross last time, he, he did show something. Jamie, any ideas? God, lads, we need we need to seek some help here because I'm also on yeah. Windsor Avenue. <laughs> oh no, I actually don't I like him. It. Like this is my horse. You can't do that to me. <laughs> <I love it. laughs> no, I mean I remember uh, just. It's always nice to have a trip down memory lane to remember the times when he looked like an absolute aeroplane as an obvious hurdler. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think at one point he was near enough ten to one for a Supreme or something like that, or a Ballymore anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, like yeah, he 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 won he won at Donny on good ground over the trip uh well near enough trip um off a mark four pounds higher and yeah i just can't let him go at 10 to 1 yeah i'm gonna have to back him now i put him up on for that race on this podcast uh at donny when he was at stupid price and that's one yeah yeah um yeah i just don't like him for this i think does he know we'll pick them all up i'm gonna have to back him now though so thank you Mm -hmm. for making that happen (laughs) Um, fair enough um okay what about uh there is of course a, a tournament on this weekend jamie you'll be getting taken on or are you waiting for cheltenham now no next one next one's cheltenham um you can get involved with the fantasy though uh i'll be i'll be getting involved there there's a there's things like there's a racing post league shall i set up a, a race hour league i get that guy oh i think that'd be yeah fun. let's yeah, do, do that yeah yeah, yeah. Screw, screw the racing post other than DJ. <laughs> <laughs> Just get DJ to enter ours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, pick a side, DJ. It's like, it's like a... <laughs> oh, no, that's yeah, no, yeah, not make him pick a side, actually. Cause I know no, 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 don't. That, that won't win a... end well for us. It really won't. Yeah. <laughs> leaving to him from the other side of the room. Please, hello. Yeah, I'll set up a race hour league there um, and everyone get, get involved. Take me on in that. Um, but yeah, so, although, although you're starting to get the hang of it now, Dean. I'm going to win it at some point. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, maybe not this weekend. That's a very, that's a very loose statement, it. isn't it? I know. It started off very, like very kind of full of moxie and then it just... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as long as the tote don't turn it off at some point, I will win it. Um, yeah. So 
but actually as more people play it i get less chance so maybe now is the time mm. um but i'm thoroughly enjoying it and getting all my little um trophies and things so yeah maybe this week could be the week i will have a go now that i know you lot are all gonna put you know windsor avenue in don't price it yeah <laughs> <laughs> fine okay um so that's what we're looking at then this week yeah. i need i need your naps before i shut us down um so uh demo you can go first Oh, it's a tough weekend for naps, really. Um, the, oh, very tough. Yeah, the just one thing. Brian Hayes, we're having a bit of publishing issues now at the moment on bookmakers.com, but that will be live shortly. Um, Brian is very confident, or not very confident, was really, really looking forward to double pink in the 140 at Wexford. He, he just said she's a lovely mare and that there isn't, uh, you know, not any power in that race. So um, he thinks that she was, she went, she's with Donnie Murphy. Then she went to Willie Mullins, finished second. And she's back with Donnie Murphy again. But he said that, that um, she's a very nice Mary. So she'd be one to definitely keep an eye on. And then the other one is a horse who, uh, the 455 at Leperstown on Sunday. This is a horse who is very, very talented, but he he's struggling to jump fences. And that's, it's been a problem jumping fences, obviously, that, that fact. But... <laughs> Um, Keith Donahue takes over the ride over fences and Keith Donahue is one of the best jockeys there is at getting a horse jumping he's outstanding at it um, this horse is is just he's really talented like he, um, last what year horse? last year to chill up I like the way you're thinking sorry um, ah, yeah yeah he was <laughs> last year like he, he was six behind Banbridge in, in the Martin Pipe uh, second at Aintree he's just he, he's really good it, um, and he just needs to translate Translate this to fences, if he does, a mark of 135 is absolutely thrown in. This is a very decent race, but I, um, Gavin Cromwell is flying. If Keith Dunne can get this horse jumping, which he's very good at, I think 6-1 to one is a ridiculous price. What I time really is do. that on Sunday? Is it Leperstown? 4.55 Leperstown on Sunday. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Thank you very much. Jamie, what's your best of the weekend? I guess you're going to say the Colonel, are you? Uh, yeah, I mean, the Colonel would be my, my nap. I was, I was interested to see uh, Binks, who... Uh, Chris Hayes Road um, last Ryan, night. Brian, Ryan, Brian, Ryan Hayes. Ryan Ryan Hayes. <laughs> Chris Hayes. Jesus, Benson. He's a good jockey too, He's but very I won't fancy him overheard or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I, saw, I saw a tweet earlier saying there was like 28 days to the Lincoln. Um, anyway. Oh, that's what stumped you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Binks, I thought was was a really good second at Goran Park in the Tote Fantasy Handicap Hurdle. Um, getting the sponsor's name in there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> behind Osman Star, and that looks actually that looked like a really nice race. And although I think you'll probably want a bit further in time, that step up to two and a half looked looked to do well. And obviously, uh, <laughs> Chris, obviously Brian's gone to gone to Wexford, so Danny Mullins gets a leg up, and I think he can be quite forceful and riding prominently. And I think he'll run a big race, Binks, in the three forty five at Leopardstown on Sunday, which will also be a fancy the fancy cards across Leopardstown on Sunday as well. So. Yeah, yeah, and you're not going to frame that in any way where your fancies are, Jamie. That's what I like to know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, sorry, and also my, my nap. Sorry, I forgot to say that. I, I, that was just other races I was interested. In. My nap, my nap would be Lock's Corner. Oh, in the okay. I've just forgotten the time of the race. No, no, it's fine. I have the time. Two ten. Two ten at Newbury is Lock's Corner for John jo- for the John Joes. The John Joes. The John Joes. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. And you know, I was going to nap in that race because I didn't want to take you on with Colonel Mustard. <laughs> so I was going to nap bold plan just for my sins. So, um, yeah, I mean, let's just, let's just steer away from the all battle. I hope you win. That's what I want. 
Cheers, um, lads. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, fingers crossed. Massive weekend um, of uh, racing pre-Cheltenham and made all the better for, the, for this little bit of insightful knowledge. I hope everyone gets a go at the Newbury 250k guaranteed play spot. Um, if you don't follow our selections, hopefully you go and pick it up yourselves anyway. Do get involved with the Tote Fantasy, of course, and the Scoop 6 is on. And we went through all the races there. Um, we've given you our best bets. I'm going to throw a bold plan in against Love it. Order. Love it. Yeah. Why not? And um, yeah, let's see how we get on. Lads, thank you very much. If you haven't watched it already, get on to the bookmakers.com YouTube and check out the preview night. Some absolutely wonderful stuff. Most of it from Mikey Fogarty and David Mullins and Don McLean, of course. And us three were just there for the ride. But it was great fun. We'll talk to you all again uh, next week as we start getting into the last possible bits before the Cheltenham Festival. Thank you. You've been listening to The Race Hour, brought to you by bookmakers.com. Your best bet for tips, news and bookmaker reviews. 